Hey guys, welcome to the Potspreneur Podcast. It's Tyler Dietring, and I'm here again with my favorite co-host, Nick Burns. How are you doing, man? I am doing fantastic today, Tyler. It's been a killer week. We've stacked a lot of wins. Stacking wins. We'll hear about that. And I'm excited about that later. to get into uh, what we've got prepared today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's man. There's just a lot of energy. A lot of room. energy. Like yes. Whenever the our guest was walking up to the building, like I felt something. There was like moving. a vibration. And he's not like huge. It's not like it was like an earthquake. It was just like I felt something coming. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's Chris. So today we got Chris Hart. Come on, man. I love it. What an introduction. <laughs> yes. Let's go, baby. Chris, how are you doing, my man? Hey, I, I am living large, gentlemen. Thank you for saying I'm not overly large, but yeah. I do appreciate the, <laughs> the feeling of industry that was definitely uh, felt yes. mutually. Absolutely. You know, we get this stupid joke every time we go to like a walkthrough. It's like, oh, man. I mean, Nick is six, five, six, four, six, five. Something and like I'm that, six, yeah. seven. And we're good sized guys. And every time we meet somebody, they're always shorter than us, obviously. <laughs> and they always have this stupid dad joke. Is there a is there a minimum height requirement to work for your company? Yeah. And like and, every, what, and what's the response? Every single time. No, but we leave the short guys in the office. We don't yeah. let them come out and yeah. play. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah. it's wild. But we'll, we'll we'll get into some of those jokes after we finish up. Yeah, the let's jump in here. Um, <laughs> you know, Chris, I'm I'm just super excited. Uh, to kind of hear some of these things. I've heard some of it already, but let's just, let's jump into kind of your journey as a leader. So I want to hear kind of um, why you became a leader and just kind of your journey through leadership and entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's been, it's been a blast. Um, We have, oh, six or seven different companies now. And I think that I would probably say that was somewhere in my heart and mind like it'd be fun to own multiple companies and to actually be a leader. You know, I think we talk a lot about that and that's, that's something we all hope that we can aspire towards. But honestly, I I think we can, we see that in the origin story for, for most people, like, yes, it's a process, but man, there's these leadership elements in people throughout their whole journey. Yeah. Um, And my, mine's a little bit interesting. I've got an athletic background and, and love sports growing up and, football and basketball and all that kind of stuff and wanted my team to win. And so then I would think, man, somebody has got to lead us towards that. So as opposed to waiting on that or hoping someone would step up and, and take us to victory, it just made sense to be that person and figure out what that would require. Yeah. Somebody's going to set the standard. Yeah. There, there is a standard in every part of our life. Mm. And it's either by design or by default. Let's go. Let's be the guys that design it. Yep. Mm. And somehow that that really did click. I think we had good coaches, and you know, a lot of people have that a similar story. But there was that piece of it. Um, man, after high school, I actually got very involved at a church here in Tulsa, Guts Church. Hilarious way of meeting my pastor. We went to lunch one day, and he's been my pastor for twenty years. Mm. Um, and he opened a lot of doors. And just said, man, what what do you want to do? And here's an interesting leadership quote from him. He said, you can't make a mess that I can't clean up. Mm. And as a 20 year old, I'm like, well, I'm sure we could put that to the test. You know, there's some (laughs) things I we've had some ideas that could be hard to clean up. And but it was it was interesting, maybe not growing up with the right moral compass and then kind of getting that on track. But at the same time, having a leader that said, let's take some risks Yeah. with what, with, and what I didn't realize at the time is he had a series of boundaries, but he didn't make it feel constrictive on us yeah. just to let it rip and go try some crazy stuff. Yeah. So had a blast, built some college ministry, did some youth ministry, started an internship, kind of a leadership school, 
planted some campuses. Um, and then honestly started doing some stuff international and had a real fun run with that for about five years, worked in primarily hostile countries, Iraq, Iran, mm. uh, Myanmar, China, wow. really neat kind of global yeah. perspective yeah. that changed so much of the, I live in the middle of America and have had a pretty normal, easy life. Yeah. It was great to see what other people yeah. actually have to work yeah. so hard for. And yeah. what's it look like to actually thrive in communism? What's it look like when you're surrounded by poverty and actually yeah. to step up, you know? Yeah. So mm. that's been helpful. Um, and honestly, I had a guy that, that was in my youth group call me one day, I was in Cuba and he said, Hey, I need a performance coach. Mm. And I said, Hey buddy, I will help you however I can. I just really don't know what that is. Yeah. And he goes, I need you to hold me accountable to the stuff I know I need to be doing. Wow. I said, great. I'd be happy to do it. And he goes, I need to pay you for it because then I'll have skin in the game and I will do what you asked me to do. So that's kind of where the coaching piece started. That was five or six years ago. We launched the brave group as a result of that. The cool part of that story is to his credit, I simply held him accountable to what, who, what he knew he needed to be doing. For sure. And in three months, he doubled his book of business. Mm, that's great. Which led to another guy, led to another guy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's been a very organic growth. Yeah. And we've added coaches and systems and the whole thing now. Yeah. But it started there. But I do think it's interesting to see what led to that. Yeah. Because it was always a goal of let's yeah. help people be their best. Yeah. What's interesting is, you know, you made the comment, you know, I've had a lot of great leaders or coaches or whatever there's a lot of guys who have great leaders and great coaches, you know, over them, but that doesn't make them a great leader because yeah. there's thousands and thousands of thousands of guys who have been under the same leadership or coaching that you have, but they haven't done what you have. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so, um, you know, and then the next part you were saying at whenever you're in ministry, you were doing, you were starting a lot of things, right. And it's yeah. almost like you were starting these like many businesses because you really have to kind of, start from zero you have to assemble a team you have to figure out who's going to be the leaders you have to figure out content meet like i'm sure you had people there with you but did you recognize it as that as like that was kind of the start of your leadership or your kind of entrepreneurial spirit man that's a that's a great question oh thanks and it yeah <laughs> so so that's why you have why you have a podcast but yeah. uh maybe maybe i'd give it 50 50. yeah part of it was this has been something we've been given so yeah. we want to steward it well yeah but then it just makes sense yeah it's like, wait, what we're going to need to achieve anything yeah. is a team. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I will, I will die on that hill. Yeah, for That's sure. That's it. There are, yeah. and maybe to your point, there's so many talented people in the world yeah. that maybe underachieve because they don't recognize the power of getting the right people around Absolutely. and with them to Absolutely. actually go and accomplish it. Absolutely. Now it's a blast. Yeah. And, and you're utilizing the synergy yeah. of all that energy from yeah. all the different people. Yeah. You ever heard the deal on the, the Belgian horses? No. It, uh, uh, the quick version of it is one can pull 4,000 pounds. So you would mm. think two can pull eight, mm. but it actually triples. That's awesome. It yeah, goes from that. four to 12. Here's what's it. crazy. It goes up again if they get trained together. Absolutely. So now it's nuts. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's a multiple X on what two horses can pull because mm. yeah. they're pulling together yeah. and they've been trained together. Yeah. Well, that's what a team is. That's yeah. what you're doing here at yeah. your office. That's what we want to do in all our companies. For sure. I mean, let's get these guys working to get the synergy yeah. is exponential. Yeah. yeah, I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like my background. I started a lot of small things early on when I was an employee elsewhere. And I didn't realize I was kind of being prepped for right. what I'm doing now. And then I jump out and it's like, this is like, this is what I want to do. Like, 
delegation is so, and I'm sure you've realized that the delegation is so important. Um, you know, what, like, what would you say your superpowers leader is? What, what do you think is the thing that really makes you set you apart from someone else? Oh, I think maybe the ability to infuse confidence mm. into other people. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I, I'm, I'm excited about where we're headed. God's a big part of that for me. Yeah, right. I, I recognize that. But then I love to see somebody and say, man, I'll tell you, there's more in you than you yeah. probably give yourself credit for. Yeah. And, and, and start kind of feeding that. And, and, and it's one thing to be a lion. It's another thing to help another person see themselves like a lion. Absolutely. Well, now we can go kill. Absolutely. That's what I want to do every day. Let's wake yeah. up and go, let's go disrupt an industry. Let's yeah. go shake things up. Let's go help people be their best. Absolutely. But that's going to require a team, but it's going to require a team that's thinking yeah. similarly. So yeah. what we have to do is infuse confidence yeah. in them so that they can actually level up to what they're capable yeah. of. And speaking on that, what's your, what's your um, kind of strategy in hiring? Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking talent? Are you looking value-based? What's, what is it that you're looking for? Um, man, I, I'm, I'm a character first Yeah, always. And that, that sounds like an easy answer, but any of you guys listening that have hired someone without character, it's like, Oh shoot. Okay. Character first, yeah. just because it disrupts everything. Yeah, absolutely. So character's huge. And then I'm telling you, it will always come down to, to effort. Mm. That, that book, uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth, she's yeah. got a pretty cool formula in there. And it's always talents plus, talent plus effort equals skill, mm. but then skill plus effort equals achievement. Skill plus effort. That's so great. effort counts twice. Yeah. And, and the trick is if we overvalue talent, Oftentimes we have unmet expectations. Absolutely. Well, we see that in sports all the time. All the time. Freak athletes, but no work ethic. So they peter out and, and can't actually compete at the level that they probably should be able to. Yeah. And then you've got these underachieving guys, these, these slot receivers that don't look like they should play in the NFL. And it's yeah. like, there's no way yeah. you're a professional athlete. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, that sucker runs the best route yeah. and will never give up and can catch anything. Well, shoot, he'll have a spot on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, going back to when you started, we we asked this question to a lot of people, um, and I'm interested to hear what you because I haven't heard this. Did you did you start with any kind of capital, or was it kind of fun? Did you just infuse a bunch of cash that you had, or with your? I think you have a partner. Was it just kind of bootstrapped, or did you guys get kind of outside capital from a bank or anything like that? We we had no capital uh, when I started the coaching company. I was still working full time okay. for a nonprofit. Yeah. And I would do coaching calls at 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. so yep. that I could still be in the office at 8 a.m. Yep. And then I would do one call at 5 p.m. Yep. while I was driving home. Yep. And got to 10 clients doing that. Okay. Because I, I just thought, okay, if, if this is going to go anywhere, yeah. I have to still work this job with integrity. Yeah. yeah. Give them the eight to five, but loved what I was doing on the coaching yeah. side. Yeah. But but had a strict rule. It's like I'm going to be home by six, yep. and I can be dad and husband yep. at that point. Okay. So what was great is that that doubled our income from the coaching stuff on the side yeah. till the point that it became obvious we needed to focus on coaching because it was the the opportunity was overwhelming. Yeah. And it was great. And actually just did a complete shift. I took the nonprofit to contract, was able to focus on the coaching and then simultaneously we started a flooring company that's rolling now. Yeah. And I started that with a partner. Yeah. We each I think threw 5 grand in and yeah. had a company. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just, just kind of made it work yeah. initially. And again, I give God a lot of credit. It was yeah. kind of the timing of things worked well to where we could kind of self facilitate the start. Yeah. So you're, you're organically growing is from what I understand pretty much hundred percent. Is that right? Yes. And so with that, you know, let's say you started, 
you're like, okay, if I hit 10 clients, I'm going to jump out and do this full time. Was that the number you were talking about? That's it. Okay. And so from there, you obviously recognized, Hey, I gotta, I gotta supercharge this thing. Right. So yeah. what did you do to kind of supercharge and kind of increase that revenue? I let my current clients know that I was going all in. Okay. And the great thing was when, yeah. when and, and this goes for anybody, when you're doing a good job at something, people want to champion, the right people want to yeah, champion it. For sure. There's always going to be haters. Yep. People without vision are always going to question your vision. Absolutely. So just know that. But man, some of these guys were just really high level guys and they had seen growth in what we were doing. And I said, hey, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm going full time on this. Yeah, thing. absolutely. And literally to the man, every guy sent me three, four, five. Beautiful. Like we'd hang up and I'd have a text message. Hey, yep. you got to meet this guy. He needs to be your coach. Yep. It was shocking the response. But again, I think it was like, stewardship leads to increase. Yeah. We had stewarded that pretty well. And now all of a sudden the opportunity presented itself. I was at 20 clients two weeks into going full time, mm. which mm. was my capacity number. Beautiful. <laughs> like, and then 2020 hit and I was yeah. like, well, yeah. I hope this whole thing doesn't blow up. But man, my wife and I got an agreement. We quadrupled both businesses in 2020. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Chris, you've talked, we've talked a lot in this conversation so far about what we would call kind of the phase two part of the day, right? The business hours, what you do for, um, to, to earn your dollars, right? Um, you've also talked about areas outside of that. So I'd ask you, you're a, you're a, a natural leader. And you kind of mentioned that early on that you, you saw that opportunity that you needed a leader to lead the team. What are some things that somebody that maybe isn't a natural leader or is a natural leader in developing that they can do outside of those money-making hours to develop as a leader um, and to uh, allow themselves to operate at a high level in phase two? Yeah. That, that's a good question right there. Come Nick. on. That boy, Nick. Wow. Uh, the first two things I would think of is, is what, what's your intake? Like devour books. Yes. It, it's crazy yes. how much available information is there. Like, if, if you type in leadership, you can get 1 million podcasts <laughs> and sound pretty legit when you talk about it. So that's one thing is, is just getting it in you. Yeah. And then the second thing is, man, who are you with? You're going to, you, you will be the summation of the men around you, the women around you. That's it. So, so one big thing that's, that's been maybe the funnest thing we've done lately is there's a group of about 20 of us that get together every single day, Monday to Friday at 5 a.m. Mm. And, and it's, it's based around fun and activity. Mm. So Monday, Friday, we, we do big boy workouts and it's a blast. Tuesday, Thursday, we play ultimate Frisbee with glow in the dark discs because it's still dark outside and it's a blast. Yeah. And we are competing and yelling and shouting at 6 a.m. Somebody yells next point wins. And it's like it. our hair's on fire <laughs> yeah. and everybody starts fighting. And, and it's, yeah. that's all that matters that day is I got to, you know, yeah. And then on Wednesday we started doing jujitsu. Mm. So it's a bunch of guys like I, I have no wrestling or jujitsu background and we're just sweaty, rolling around, laughing half the time, learning a new trade or, or skill. That's pretty great. Mm -hmm. And there are a million life lessons in all of it. So, Anybody that comes into that group, not a leader is going to be around. It's a big group of entrepreneurs is what it really is that are willing to get up early. Cause that's the only time that really works. Cause we still want to protect our family time in the evening, yep. but being in and around that group might be the most valuable thing I personally do. And man, young guys are welcome to be a part of it. Just be consistent. Mm. Some 25 year old shows up. So, Hey, you are welcome here. Compete. Yeah. There's a good word at the end of every, every day. And we're going to send you off and say, go kick some tail. Cause that's what we do. And, and then there's natural, man, those guys. So man, I'm going on a trip. I'm taking those guys. 
man, we're having people over to barbecue. I'm inviting those guys. That's our tribe. And it's a scale of 20 year olds to 45 year olds, but they all want more out of life. So they're willing to get up and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to kind of what you were saying earlier about consuming the right, the input, the yeah. right input. It's, you know, it's, I find myself having to fight the algorithm, right? Like whenever I jump on the internet, you get ads right. trying to push you to, towards a certain thing that is not what we should be consuming, right? right? Like, have you ever recognized this? And what are you doing? Like, what are you telling? What are you coaching guys to do on this topic? Have you? Man, we'll do a lot of seasons where I'll just say, hey, let's just go ahead and kill social media for Absolutely. a little while. Absolutely. And that's great. And I know a lot of people have and are doing that. But it is amazing what happens with that. Yeah. I'm shocked because not to be crude, but usually you sit down in the bathroom and you're going to scroll. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if I don't have social media as an option, I'm reading a leadership book or the Bible. Absolutely. And I'm like, how did we go? That, that was yeah. a quick <laughs> yeah. shift. Like yeah. I'm, I'm this super Christian <laughs> yeah. now. And all I did was turn off social media. I'm reading yeah. the Bible at two yeah. in the afternoon, you know? Yeah. So, but it's funny how quickly that shifts. If I eliminate one thing, man, in our life, we're always adding, we're always editing. Mm -hmm. What are you editing to actually get the additives that you want mm. to get the product that you want? Mm. Man, we cut out the stuff that's the biggest distraction. So I hate to go here too, but distractions kill authority. Yeah. Because what we focus on gets our authority. Mm. If I focus on my kids, I get to walk in the authority that I should as a father. I believe that. When I'm focused on my companies, they're going to grow. Yeah. I'm walking in authority to lead and develop those companies. So what I have to be good at, what we all have to be great at is eliminating the distractions because it's killing our focus which is affecting our authority. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What do you do? We're talking about distractions. What do you do to identify those distractions? How do you like, how do you determine what is an actual distraction? Yeah. So we do a deal and I try to live by this, but we kind of look at the six F's of our life. This, this is one way to identify some, some, the, what needs to be priority. Okay. So you go faith, family, fun, fitness, finances, friends. Mm. And, and those areas need to be aligned right so that we can be refreshed and fulfilled. Hmm. And, and notice your job isn't necessarily in that list of six Fs. Yeah. Okay. So your work is important. That's what we call phase two, right? That's what you're doing to make money eight to five or whenever you work. But I think if you look at those areas of the six Fs and really recognize what's happening in each of those areas and are you winning in those areas yeah anything outside of that probably is a distraction absolutely social media is not in those f's and i'm not just like out on social media there are a lot of hilarious things that i like to share with friends on social media okay so i, I will do that about 10 o'clock tonight i'll find funny yeah. stuff we'll yeah. send it back and forth i'll give it 20 minutes it'll be great but yeah I, i'm not a hater on it but it can be a distraction. It's sure. an example of that, right? For so sure. if it's not in those Fs or it's not profiting or heading the direction we want it to go in one of the companies, man, it, let's just call it what it is. It's distracting me from my purpose. Absolutely. Did you ever hear Elon Musk? He said, uh, they said, man, I heard you sold your houses. Like you downsized. And he goes, yeah, I was spending all this time like organizing rooms in all my homes. So I sold them because I'm trying to get mankind to Mars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's renting right now. Yeah. Because yeah. he wants to take humankind to another planet. Yeah. Well, he just recognized, like, this is my purpose. Yeah. So I've got to kill distraction. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Elon Musk, let's jump on that really quick. So <laughs> way back in the day, like early 2000s, I was watching a documentary about him, and I've read a book about him. And early on, his vision was Mars. Yeah. I'm going to Mars. I'm taking humanity to Mars. 20 years later, 
He's got the same thing. That's it. I'm going to Mars. I am going to Mars. And it's interesting because his vision and his dream is to go to Mars. Yeah. And so like he's done something that no other human has ever done. No other, no other private company gone to the International Space Station. Nobody's ever done that. But whenever you're thinking about him dreaming of going to Mars, going to the space station, that's that's nothing. Right. That's no big deal. So like, tell, I want to talk about your vision. What was the vision from the beginning? And then how has that morphed over time? I think you're onto something with the consistency of vision, right? And, and that's not to say that we have to know the full vision at the beginning, because usually we don't. Yeah. Even back to the ministry days, I knew I wanted to help people win. Yeah. I wanted to help people be their best. Yeah. And, and for me, it's especially fellas. Like I, I, there are a lot of good things that help ladies. Mine specifically has been focused on yeah. helping guys be their best so they can lead families well and all yeah. the stuff. But, um, that, that was a theme then, and it stays a theme now. Okay. And I've realized this lately, there's a lot of things I like. I like to hunt. I like to fish. I like to play golf. I, I guess I like the jujitsu now I do it once a week, you know, yeah. but like, there's things like that, but I don't know that I'm, that's not my identity. Yeah. And I only say that because they're fun things to do and it's, but what it actually is, is it's a connecting point for what I am on mm. purpose to do. That's good. I like to play golf because I don't, I don't go play golf by myself. Mm. I don't hunt by myself. Some guys do, and that's great, but I do it to connect with fellas because what I want to do on a daily basis is help guys get better. Mm. So all that is, is a means to it. So it's like, do you hunt? Yeah. Are you like a hardcore hunter? Nah, probably not. There's guys that are better at duck calling than I am, but I like to go sit in the blind and shoot birds and eat beef jerky because mm. I'm connecting with fellas because that's <laughs> what I've loved to do for the last 20 years mm. and what I plan on doing the rest of my life. Yeah. That's the vision. Yeah. Man, I want to help coach a generation. Tony Robbins did it. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm not like him, but in our own way, man, how are we doing that? So everything should funnel towards that in some yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Chris Hart convention. If, if he's going to be Tony Robbins, I'm sure he's got some, <laughs> some big old, big old <laughs> stuff. What kind of, something. what kind of beef jerky eating, Chris? Man, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> the stuff I'm, is expensive. Huh? It is expensive and I'm not really a snob. I'm a peppered beef jerky guy. There's a lot of brands out there. And honestly, I like all of them. Yeah, have you had old trapper? Old I trapper. have had old trapper. That's the stuff right there. Don't go any further. <laughs> the peppered old trapper. Yeah. I'm not a big teriyaki fan. I feel yeah. like that's more of like an Asian touch yeah. and there's a place for that. Beef jerky should be peppered. Mm. Personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it. well, speaking about uh, things that you eat. Yeah. Uh, you got to tell the frog story. Okay. And what the principle is behind that stacking those wins early. Oh, that's it. So Mark Twain has a great quote. And he said, if you've got to eat a frog, eat it first thing in the day, knock that thing out. Mm, and if you got to eat two frogs, eat the big frog first. That's good. And so it's a great visual. I love that. <laughs> but, but I associate it a lot of times with, with stacking your wins in the morning. Mm. And, and I, honestly, I think that's where a lot of people miss it. Cause it's like, well, I just don't have time. Everybody, the main excuse always is going to be time or money. And if you lack time, I don't think one, I think it's a lack of organization and team. Because that means you're trying to do everything instead of building a team to do it. And money just comes down to creativity. Money's not ever the issue. But as far as the morning goes, get up when you say you're going to get up. Get your body active. Get your mind active. Be with the right people. Get it. Go. Don't don't hit the daggum snooze button. <laughs> you want to lose? Hit the hit snooze, snooze button. You guys, you guys all missed a good story about Ben Affleck. Nick, Nick yeah. apparently is a snoozer. Hit the snooze button. Yeah. Okay, Bad but deal. so 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 say you do that. 
you, you wake up, you work out, you, you, you eat right. That's seven or eight wins before you ever get in the office. Absolutely. You better believe the first call in the office is going to be a crush. Yeah. That's eating the big frog first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're running downhill the rest of the day. Shoot. Yeah. Bring it on. I, yeah. I can't wait, man. I, I'm, I'm stacking my biggest, baddest, hairiest client first. Mm. Eat that frog and then go the rest of the day. So, so at some point, like for us, waking up at 430 and wrestling out of the gate, that's probably the hardest decision I have to make that day. Yeah. <laughs> and the other day, last week, I'm exhausted. And we've got, we, we go in rounds, three minute rounds. I'm wore out and I've got two rounds left. The hardest decision I made that day was standing up and slapping five with the guy before we started for that second round and for sure the last round. Yeah. And ended up sloppily doing a pretty good move that got me in a great position with this guy. Yeah. And we got to celebrate it and it was great, but wouldn't have had that experience if we didn't make a hard decision out of the gate. Man, the rest of my day's cake. Yeah. Stack the wins in the morning. Yeah. Love that. What do you what do you tell someone? I'm sure you've had several people ask you this and ask advice or run something by you. What do you do when someone tells you, hey, I want to start this company. I've got this great idea. I think this could be great. What are you telling that guy? Uh, I think there's there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel, but make sure it's the right people. For sure. A lot of, like I said, a lot of people won't understand what you're trying to do. And even the people that care about you are going to try to protect you. Absolutely. So that's natural, but there is wisdom there. And then I try to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Like if, if, can, can, can you go without doing this? Is there something else you'd rather do? Is there, I I heard a a preacher say that one time. It's like, do not get into ministry if there's anything else in the world you can do. Yeah. Right. And if not, man, sell out to this and change the world. I think that's great. So I think there's that. And then I would immediately turn and start looking at who do I need to make this work? Yeah. And then if you're married, that the two things I always say is, man, are you in alignment with your spouse? Yeah. And is there peace going into it? Yeah. It might be a crazy idea. We like crazy. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it might not totally make sense, but yeah. if you're in alignment with your spouse and yeah. there's a peace about it, yeah. I think you can take on the world and you could probably turn crazy into very profitable. For sure. Nick, mm-hmm. what did he just do whenever I asked him that question? He, he asked questions. He asked a lot of questions. Like we just, questions. we just did a podcast about the power of a question. Yeah. It's like, you can ask a question whenever you're thinking about doing something, ask yourself a million questions. And if you feel uncomfortable answering any of yeah. those, or you're not sure how to find the answer, you may not be ready for whatever it is you're trying to do. Like, because those things are going to come up, right? right? And if you're not asking those questions, it's just, and yeah, it, it, that was that was some some advice we got yeah. from another leader, entrepreneur who, yeah. we asked him that same question and he basically said the exact same thing in different words, it's ask questions. Yeah. It's like, have other people ask you questions, run it by other people and they're right. gonna say, who are you going to use as an accountant? What are you going to, how, how long can you not pay yourself? Can, what if you can't pay yourself for six months, 12 months, 18 months, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, and even on the front end of it, I think I like this idea is you ask yourself why six or seven times. Yeah. And then you really get down to the root of the cause behind the motivation. Yeah. Right. Why? Well, okay, good. Why? Okay. Why? I mean, you do that with a lot of things and all of a sudden you understand yeah. where something started yeah. and, and kind of the core or the yeah. root of it. Let, let's, let's jump into that. Why? I, I think that's interesting. Um, so, um, can someone's why be, I just want to kill it. I just want to make a killing. I want to make a ton of money. Can that be a why? I just think it's going to fade at some point. Yeah. Anybody that's made some money quickly starts to realize that, Yeah. you know, and, and it's, it, it's interesting too. Cause when you're not making money, 
you're like, yeah, but I'd like to have that problem. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> more money, more problems, bring it. Right. Cause I'm not making any, but then, then you make it and all of a sudden realize it. Re and I know you've heard this, but it is not the solution. That's where I come back to. I think it's gotta be two things. Your life has to have a fulfilling aspect to it and a refreshing and that equals sustainability. Absolutely. Money can get you the items, but it doesn't necessarily make you fulfilled or refreshed. Yeah. I, I will say though, I love the joke, man. Yeah, but it'll buy you a jet ski. And I've never seen somebody not happy on a jet ski. That's so right. I, like, you know, that's great. <laughs> that's right. Always giggling, right? Right until you crash and split your head open. But yeah, <laughs> but I do think that I don't think money can be the only thing because I, there's guys I work with that are studs, you know, multi-million dollar a month kind of guys that'll, that will quickly say, I would trade, shoot half of this for a couple great friends because I don't have them right now. Yep. And it's like, oh gosh, or, or man, to get my marriage back. So, so that's where, you know, we talk about the phase, the phase one's getting up and get after the morning phase two is when you go make your money. Phase three is actually your family yeah. and your friends. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you, I, th there's a banker that told me, he said, my dad said, you can either have a great marriage or a great business, but you can't have both. Mm. And he goes, I know which one my dad picked because we didn't have a good family. Mm. And I, I, I'm like, I, I hate that for you, but I also want to course correct it because that doesn't have to be the case for you. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, I think his dad's why was money and didn't realize with intentionality, he could actually have both. Yeah. I think, um, you know, something that I've thought about a lot is like money doesn't fix problems. Yeah. Like if you've got some kind of issue with your marriage or some type of issue in your, in your business, some type of issue within you, Money is just going it, to it only enhances, magnify that. Yeah, it only it's going to magnify that yeah. issue and it's going to make it way worse. Um, it goes back to, I don't know if you guys have watched Breaking Bad, but you know, Walt, he started, he started cooking meth to pay for his cancer treatment. Yeah. And he did that. And then he paid off all of his cancer treatment. But then that wasn't enough. Right. Like he had some other underlying issues. And then at the end of the series, I don't, have you guys watched it? I haven't watched it all the way through, yeah. but I have at watched the end it of it, at the end of it, it's basically like, um, he comes to this breaking point and his wife, I mean, he's just created this carnage everywhere. I can, I'm sure you can imagine just everybody trying to kill him, trying to kill his family, everything. And he doesn't have anything left. And he tells his wife, I always just did this for you. And she's like, no, you didn't. Right. You did this for you. You were doing this for you. You weren't doing this for the family. And I think that's true with us. It's like, yeah. we can fall into that. Even we're not cooking meth, right? <laughs> we're not, we're not doing that, but we're not doing thing that's, that is productive for our family. It may look on the outside like we're doing something really great, but at the end of the day, if we're not putting our priorities in the right place, we're not. That's right. We're doing yeah. it for us. We're not doing it for them. So Chris, what, what do you think is that intentional step from phase two, the working hours of the day, to phase three, the friends and family time? Because I know that we've talked about this, yeah. you know, that you, you get home, you pull into the driveway and you take that deep breath and say, okay, now I'm going to be husband or dad or wife or whatever, right? Yep. Talk a little bit about that intentional switch. Man, it's, it, it's such a big deal. And it, it almost sounds cheesy to say it, but, but kind of what you just said, at some point you've got to decide I am leaving my role as a leader at the office and I'm embracing my leader, my role as a leader at the house. Yeah. Right? And, and it's almost like putting that hat on. Yeah. Right? But, and I look at it, man, I've got four kids. I get home at say, say five or six or whatever it is. And I've got a couple hours to actually be a dad. For sure dinners in there and, and baths or, you know, whatever. And it's like, Hey, that's, that's, I got a couple hours to actually be a dad today. I, I say it's the most important thing that I do, 
but I only get two hours a day to do it. Yeah. So I've got to be there. I've yeah. got to be present. Yeah. And yes, there are business deals that are going to come in. There are opportunities to do other things. And then, man, we put the kids to bed. Now I've got an hour and a half, two hours to yeah. actually be a husband. Yeah. So, so that's where that phase three is so critical. And th there's a quote by the former CEO of Coca-Cola. And they said, in life, we're always juggling. But you've got to look at it like your professional life are rubber balls. You drop one of those, they're going to bounce. Your, per, your personal life, those are glass balls. Mm. Man, we drop one of those, That's it's going to shatter, it's going to make a mess. That's good. It's tough to clean up. It's tough to put it back together. That's it. So I've got, a, I've got an 11-year-old daughter that needs my attention she right does. now. She does. She needs it. Man, I need, I need her talking because yep. there, there's some hairy-legged boys that yep. want to have a little conversation. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I don't want to have to kill you guys, so I just need my daughter to, you know. Like, <laughs> so, so you better believe as great as an opportunity presents itself at 7 o'clock at night, that is her time. Absolutely. And, and I have to die to myself half the time. Cause guess what they want? They want to jump on the trampoline. They yeah. want to, Hey dad, do you want to, do you want to dress up like a princess and chase us around the house? You know what I really don't want to do, <laughs> you but do you that. better believe I want to be present and I want your memories to be me, man. Dad said yes, because so, he put so let's us get first. that skirt out, right? Put the skirt on baby, <laughs> put a braid in my shaved head and let's dance. You know what I, mean? it's I love it. I love it. Man, I don't want to keep you anymore. I feel like we owe you some money for this. I feel like this was a coaching <laughs> session and we have to pay you. Are we on? Are we being It's pretty built? steep, but I think this has been hey, a good time. You I gave mean, me a hat. Don't don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're even. Yeah, we we're, even. Even. Yeah. we're even. Send all, us, all, yeah. all of this for the hat. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're even. But send us an invoice if we're we're lacking. But man, Absolutely. No, it was great. Yeah, it was great to have killer. you on. And it, it was fun to kind of get you two guys together. Chris, you know, you and I spend a lot of time together and Tyler and I spend a lot of time together. So it's fun to get you two together. Yeah. and kind of see what the conversation is and i'm excited that we got to do it yeah you guys are great you're doing great things you as an example i think is great just in your company and your business but man hearing you talk like this mm. and do this i believe it's helping a lot of people so yeah let's get it and chris how do we find you what how can people support you what what yeah. is it uh linkedin's probably great just uh chris hart on linkedin's a good connect uh, I'll tell you somebody, you can email me. If you're, if you're a, a cool person, email me. If you're a cool a, person. If you're not, email it. Nick. You know, I think yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Chris at brave coaches. Okay. Is, uh, is an and we'll put that in the, yeah. put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah I think, I think we can get that yeah. figured out. Yeah. If you're not the cool person, shoot me an email and I'll get you connected with Chris <laughs> fart, not Chris. Chris Hart. Fart. <laughs> He's the uh, Walmart version. I love it. He's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm excited about this uh, recap, Nick. This is going to be good. It's going to be to good. unpack all this. Yeah. So, I don't know how we're going to do it. It's going to be maybe a two part recap. Maybe yeah. two part. Man, thanks for being on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. And this was another episode of the Potrepreneur. We will see you guys later.